Hi guys, my name's Adele Onyango and welcome to another episode of Legally Clueless. No, seriously, I have no clue what I'm doing, but I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. We are another week closer to my favorite time of the year, which is Christmas. Yeah, I'm one of those people, imagine. My Christmas tree normally goes up either at the beginning of October, but definitely latest beginning of November, it's up. <laughs> as well as my Christmas lights that actually go on every night. I've already started playing my Christmas carols and I have done a quarter of my Christmas gift shopping. <laughs> definitely one of those people like last year my christmas tree went up mid-october like it was up for so long before the actual christmas day that i was able to change the color scheme like literally i'd put it up with all the decorations and everything looked at it for a couple of weeks and i'm like ah, i'm not really feeling this gold and red mix went out bought a whole new fresh set of decorations and redecorated <laughs> Even just saying it out loud, I feel like perhaps I'm a bit overzealous when it comes to Christmas, but I really don't care. It is my favorite time of the year. Away from my Christmas celebrations, how are you doing? I, I really do hope that you're fantastic and I'm very thankful that you're listening to this podcast. I need to report myself to you. I have flicked out on swimming this week, but I have a good excuse. The weather in Nairobi is absolutely crazy like the rains are heavy which then translates not only to traffic which yes we can deal with but to like flooding and it's just really really terrible weather but as soon as it clears out i'm going to be back on swimming in good news though remember i told you about the fabulous app no like the app called fabulous <laughs> that i used to kind of like build a new routine also because like leaving employment means i need to work out a new structure that I can work under. So at first I had a morning routine. The alarm for that goes on at 7.30. And what that has is I have to drink water, eat a great breakfast, exercise. And now I've added a new one. Tell myself, I feel great today. <laughs> I know it sounds weird, but imagine it actually works. Because there's some mornings I'm just like, I do not want to leave this bed. But now I've added an evening routine, which has disconnect and unplug. So that means keep away all my phones and the laptop, drink water, clean and tidy up, and shower. So there's an option of adding an afternoon routine, but I really don't see the point of that because my days are very sporadic. So I'll just be setting myself up for failure if I add that one. But yeah, I'm trying, guys. I'm trying to build this whole routine thing. And I have really good news. Legally Clueless this week is going on the road. I am taking it to Dakar, Senegal. Mm -hmm. So excited because I've always wanted to go to Ghana and to Senegal. And as much as 2019 has been a hard, hectic year, the silver lining is that it's gifted me those two things that I really wanted. I am going um, after being invited by the African Union and the UN for the Africa Regional Meeting on International Decade for People of African Descent. And that sounds like a mouthful, but the reason I'm saying Legally Clueless has been invited and not really me as me, the reason they invited me was due to the feature on this podcast, which is 100 African Stories. So they want to be able to convene all of these people from the continent 
to be able to have conversations on how we can get Africans knowing about each other, knowing about the different programs that are happening on the continent and lending or adding more voices to the African narrative, which I believe 100 African Stories does amazingly. Yeah, we're going to go and there's going to be a side event where I will join 20 or so young Africans to talk about the content we want to see popping up from and about our continent. So I'm really excited, guys. Really, really excited. And so I leave on Tuesday morning. If you're listening to this on Wednesday or Thursday, hopefully I should already be in Dakar with my luggage. Aki, please pray for me. That's like one of my greatest fears is not arriving somewhere with my luggage. And then I'm traveling Kenya Airways. And you know how that goes. In fact, I will just pack an extra outfit in my hand luggage. Just actually two outfits. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> so while I'm there, even though it's really a brainstorming event, I will try to record stories if I find people that are willing to. But I also just want to experience Dakar and meet like-minded or different-minded people at the event. Anyway, so I don't want to talk much in this episode because I have a very long 100 African story for you when I went to record this. So what normally happens is I reach out to people, ask them if they're interested. If they say yes, I have worked on story prompts for Legally Clueless. So I send them those. That's to help somebody like zero in on a particular story from their life because our life is like a never-ending movie with many stories so it helps them zero in on one particular story once they figured out that story I go to them and I record the story so I had no idea what story Maureen was going to tell but this story um it touches on something that we don't really talk much about you know like when you get advice from family members or older people or even like your peers, honestly. We normally never talk about advice that actually could be toxic. And then in this story that I really love, because I did not know what this word means, yet I would see it flying everywhere on social media. Gaslighting. She really actually does a brilliant job of explaining what that is. A hundred African stories. There is no proper life that you live in university as a musician. If I constantly just walked around feeling sorry for myself, I'm never going to get anything done. Uh, there was a bit of frustration in between all of that. I've been breaking my back for this company. Therapy is not for the weak or for the crazy. Stories from Africa. My name is Maureen and I am from Nairobi, Kenya. I think we're all the kind of people who live life and learn from our, the people before us, right? Mm-hmm. So aunties and moms and cousins, especially women and especially women in Africa. Yeah. All our lessons, for the most part, when you're young, come from your parents or from your aunties. And for the, for the most part, if you're not very self-aware, some of those lessons could be like really toxic, especially when it comes to marriage and relationships mm-hmm. where they, they're, you know, the secret bank accounts, make sure that you protect yourself <laughs> and have a secret bank account. You know, like all this stuff that people, people tell you okay for me in hindsight i was like what what like what kind of marriage is this right so i always came into based on how i was brought up i always thought that abuse was only being hit right and i had told myself for years i was like i will never i will never be the woman who's hit i am going what me i'm so strong i could never be right and so to me that was the only thing that could click that 
tells me like, oh, you're in a relationship that you shouldn't be in was mm-hmm. like, if you get hit just based on the things that people say. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's the lesson, those are the lessons I was taught, right? So when it comes to being in an actual relationship, for the most part, actually, women tend to shy away from sharing the things that are negative in their relationships, mm-hmm. especially if you can't put a finger on it, right? So I was in this relationship, yeah. And I'd come from, I mean, I'm in my early 20s. You've come from those relationships where, I mean, it's just some guy who's just decided to date other people and you're heartbroken and whatever. So I'd never experienced what I call like real uh, emotional anguish, right? In a relationship, it was always just ah, what a douche. Can I say douche? I'm like what a douche. You can <laughs> yeah, I'm like what a douche. Um, but I got into this relationship with with this guy, and he was high flying, handsome. Low. I was like, okay, all right, hit the jackpot. Um, and I got into this relationship with this guy, and all my friends around. I mean, some didn't like him, some like it. That's how it goes. But yeah. you're like, ah, it's okay. I I know him, and I love him, and this is the relationship I want to be in. And really early into the relationship, because it didn't last long, but <laughs> really early into the relationship, he started like do. I noticed like weird, weird lies, mm-hmm. small unnecessary lies that he was telling. Not only me, but like he'd tell like his friends unnecessary things about like where he's traveling to or when he's traveling or like just it's random stuff right so like say i'm going to work in moranga but i go yeah yeah yeah. so i'm going to tokyo for like a three day i'm like i (laughs) okay i mean hey but i'm not going to call you out in front of your friends you're my boyfriend i have to protect you right but i I noticed this really weird stuff that he used to do even like when he'd bring it because he his job called for a lot of travel but he'd always like lie about where stuff came from like he'll come home with with like um home like we lived in the same house to his home <laughs> with like um i don't know a, a photo an, a piece of art yeah. right and lie about like its origins and stuff <laughs> weird weird things i was like okay you're just a weird guy but like okay whatever it, it hit me once when i was talking to my best friend she's like okay but you know you don't know then what he's telling you like you're in in your life and in your relationship you don't know what is a lie here like you, you don't know you know but i just let it go that was like my, one of my first like little red flags right and then la- later on as the relationship progressed I realized I was dealing with like a, a really super possessive guy, like a really mm-hmm. jealous person. I'm like, okay, it's fine. That's who he is. He lies a bit and he's jealous. It's okay. I'm cute. Maybe that's the reason. And I'm like, it's just, you know, maybe that's what it is. He's just a jealous guy. But he, he, he was just like systematically in hindsight, but I'll, I'll tell you where it got to. But in hindsight, he was just systematically trying to get me into a place where I was like just super, super duper confused in this relationship and like... Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, anyway, so backtrack, backtrack. So he started to, initially, he started with weird lies, then it became like jealousy and possessive possessive behavior. So it was possessive, in my opinion, because it shifted to completely innocuous friendships and relationships into like relatives also, mm-hmm. like who are taking time away from me. So I was like, what do you mean? It's mm-hmm. my mom. Yeah. Like, where are you? Like, what are you? You know, yeah. like it got to a place where I'm like, hey, okay, this is, there's a line here and now you've passed like the line of of this being reasonable. It, then it now became like full on anger. And you know, now in hindsight, of course, outside of the relationship, you can see it grow. I'm like, oh, of course, this was step one and step two and yeah. step three of this <laughs> abusive relationship. Of course, right? But through the whole time, I always knew abuse is hitting. There's mm. nothing else. 
you, you cannot there's no there's no other so type of abuse. abuse this is not abusive you're just weird yeah. and possessive this is you're just whatever you know that's what i thought that's what i always used to say and of course in a relationship what you do you start to like you don't want to talk down your boyfriend to your friends and your family members so you keep it to yourself and you're very quiet and you know and 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 i always thought like i was this super strong woman in fact how i something else that i realized about myself before we go back to step 3 that he made me realize this guy is not normal but something about myself is i've always been like the kind of of woman who tries to be like a superwoman in a relationship so i make sure i do everything for you i take care of you i i like i'm just so loving but also i found out later that that is because i don't want for there to ever be a reason why i'm left right so i was always like the kind of person who who and i guess also that comes back to how i was brought up and what i was taught yeah. by my aunties and my friends. you know that's that's what you learn you you learn that if you are like this invincible woman who can do for herself and make yeah. money for herself and is and is so great and beautiful and needed then a guy is not going to hurt you and whatever yeah. but guys are guys human beings are human beings they're going yeah. to mess up yeah. <laughs> and then they're going to hurt you right in the course of the relationship when i'm seeing th- th- weird things about jealousy i'm like no no let me just do more mm-hmm. let me just be greater let me just be better let me just like put, you know yeah. push on forward let me then start cooking for him as if cooking is going to like change my whole <laughs> life but let me start cooking for him let me start getting him like gifts let me start showing him you know showing him that he's yeah. important to me the way you know and that way i thought i could like reverse what uh, this downward spiral <laughs> that that i was going down right and of course the more i tried the like in in essence the worse it got because then you see i mean i can be he he then got licensed to be this weird possessive guy who tells me that i can't go to this place and because i'm trying to to make you happier i won't go to that place mm. and then then i give you license to continue to <laughs> do yeah. that right i continue yeah. you continue to you know uh please note this was a very short lived relationship <laughs> by the way it went down the drain fast um so we've got to the place where he's telling me weird lies um and he's being really possessive yeah. and then he started to gaslight me so it took me a long time to understand what gaslighting was please break it down cuz so. i feel like i also don't <laughs> Really understand so it. what gaslighting is yeah. so in like the 1950s or the 1940s or whatever time there was a play right and the play was called a stage play mm-hmm. and it was called gaslight and what gaslight was about was about like a couple a married couple the husband had a mistress who was living in the attic and because they had lights that used gas mm-hmm. of course if i were to turn on the light in the living room and you turn on the light in the bathroom we're using the more gas we use the light is going to reduce in the living room yes right so that's what used to happen so this married couple is living downstairs in the normal part of the house with the mistress living in the attic right every time the mistress would turn on the light in the attic The the, light. the lights in the living room would dim. Of course he knew why because he knows that his <laughs> mistress is upstairs. Yeah. But because he didn't want his wife to know that, every time she goes, "Hey, wait, what's going on? The light yeah. has just dimmed." He's like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> the light is not dimming. What do you mean the light is dimming? Like I think you need to go and get checked. There's yeah. nothing wrong with the lights. So with time this woman started to go crazy. Obviously, because you think you're mad, right? Yeah. Gaslighting, I'm sure I could get a better definition, but the general idea of gaslighting is that the abuser in this case, yeah. right, makes the abused feel like they are not actually experiencing what they're experiencing. Mm. So it's a mind game. It's done in very subtle ways or sometimes like full on big big picture things yeah. right and it's just a, a way to make you think that what you're experiencing or feeling or going through is not reality so how it manifested for me now <laughs> was like oh my god this story is amazing so <laughs> let me tell you now close to the end of this relationship and i can't believe this was not the day this relationship ended so close to the end of this relationship i lost a family member and i was 
broke like i was sad yeah. sad 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 and broken but more so because my mom was so 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 affected yeah. that now it also affected me right yeah. during that time i was of course in charge of everything you are writing the eulogy you're yeah. making the tea you're doing everything like because you also need to be of service yeah. at this time but your heart is really messed up so of course my boy i mean he's my boyfriend so i need your support obviously yeah. um so his friends all came to to like like help but more so to just make me feel supported mm. right but of course as they came that means you need to make more tea and you need to do more stuff which i appreciate that they came but also there's work yeah. to be done when they come so i had to leave to go to the kitchen to like fix up the tea for them etc so when they wanted to leave because i've just i've been away the whole time preparing food yeah. and stuff but now they want to leave and i'm like okay it's all right you guys leave but can i just stay with my boyfriend because yeah. he doesn't live far away so let him stay and i'm asking him so you yeah. stay so that your friends can go because i feel like i i need you and then he says something along the lines of like so you want me to stay here so that i can watch you like cater to other people something like that <gasps> not verbatim but something along those lines <laughs> right so i'm like wow <laughs> wow <laughs> Oh, what a douchebag. Yeah. I'm like, just go. Moment, I'm like, really? Now yeah. someone has died? Like, are you... Cr- oh my God. I'm like, just go. Take... T- just go. Ah. So I go to his friend. I'm like, take your friend and go. <laughs> just take your friend and go. So they leave, right? And the next day, um, he's like, oh, of course, they, like, he apologizes and whatever. But like, I had really started to see proper like holes in his character. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hey, pana, me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. This guy... I don't know. A few weeks, but I, I feel like it wasn't even a week. But our friends decided, and again, now me, I don't know what's wrong with people sometimes. Our friends decided that it was their job to make sure that we could speak to each other. We have to sit in the same room to talk, right? So now I'm tricked. I'm told I'm going to my friend's house for something else. Yeah. Him, he's told he's going to his friend's house for something else. And then we find each other. It was like Jerry Spring, Spring, Springer. Jerry Springer. I'm like, really? So we sat down. And I told him the whole thing. I was like, you can't, I mean, I was bereaved. You can't, honestly, you can't just be that much of a douchebag. And the guy is like, I know, I know I did. I'm so sorry. In fact, like everything that you're talking about, I fully know that I did. I understand that. And I'm not even lying. I wrote you, I'm not even lying. I wrote you, <laughs> I wrote you, I wrote you a letter, um, just sort of like detailing this. And I got us a trip out of town to like make you feel because i know that you've been like really stressed and really Mm. tired so i planned already the trip out of town like the tickets are in the house along with the letter i'm like is it (laughs) let's go (laughs) if because now i told myself i'm like this guy i'm just seeing all these weird weird things and i like honestly had a real conversation with god i'm like listen if that letter is truly in this house there's something wrong with me Mm. and i'm going to shift and become the best girlfriend in the world Mm. so here we are driving driving to his house it wasn't far away so he says okay let me just go in and get you the letter i'm like no 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 it's okay i'm here i mean i'm in your estate i might as well just enter your house so i enter the house and i go to the living room and he's like yeah it's in my bedroom i'm like it's okay let me just let's go and get it (laughs) so we go to his his bedroom and i sit at the foot of the bed he opens the drawer and he takes out this piece of paper and he starts to read and he goes uh dear maureen and then i'm like no no i'm also able to read just give me the letter adele (laughs) it was a blank piece of paper this man had started to read (laughs) off of a blank piece of paper okay (laughs) okay so i was like wow (laughs) wow and there i am in the room and he gives me this paper i'm like no give me the paper just give it to me and he gives me this blank paper because now what can you do you've been backed into a corner there's nothing else you can do i have nothing to say (laughs) to this issue and he's like um okay so so this is what happened I wrote the letter. I was like, okay. I'm like, if you wrote the letter, give me the tickets. Of course, there are no tickets. Obviously, there are no tickets. 
So he says, so he says, um, <laughs> I had written the letter. I swear, I had written this letter. I had written the letter, but yesterday, because I he texted me yesterday, and like I either didn't reply or like I I replied rudely. I who knows what happened? Who knows the details? Um, but in a fit of rage, Adele, are you ready? <laughs> Are you ready? Because he knew. I think also there's something about my character that he understood. Because now I was a dog with a bone. I'm going to go. There's no... We are going to finish this here and now. So he tells me, in a fit of rage, I tore the paper uh, off. I'm like, okay, no problem. Where in the trash are the pieces of this letter? This guy is like, in a fit of rage, I took my letter that I wrote to you, tore it up, and ate it. Uh, and now... <laughs> <laughs> no, the letter is no more. The letter is no more. Now, what do you tell someone? What do you tell someone after that? How do you? What do you tell? What? What is the? What do you talk about? What do you tell someone? Who do you also think I am? Yeah. <laughs> to swallow this story. Ah, swallow literally. To swallow this story. Even me, I'm like, even me, I swallow this story. Oh, like, do you know that's not the day we broke up, Adele? Oh no. <laughs> I don't know what was wrong with me. I don't know what was wrong with me. But we didn't talk for a while. <laughs> a good while. Like, I'd say, like, a week and a half or two. Ah, Jesus. But, like, with time, you're realizing, like, all those weird small lies and yeah. those things that he'd say about you and these things are, like, were, like, really breaking me down to the point mm. where that was not even my yeah, final straw. Exactly. You know, then, like, in her, but sometimes I look back, I'm like, who was this chick? Anyway, so I remain in this relationship with this weird guy who just yeah. lies about everything. And of course, I can't tell anybody the story mm. properly. Oh, no, I did. So I told um, the people I work with the story, but I didn't tell them that we were still talking. I can't. That's embarrassing yeah. now. Like, I can't tell yeah, you that. that we're still talking to exactly. each other. Because, I mean, and I don't know why I'm still talking. So he started now doing, like, really weird, threatening things. Mm. And when I say threatening things, he had he had what he likes to call, like, um, um, an anger. I guess you can say an anger problem. Yeah. But I don't know what he used to call it. There was a term yeah. for his. <laughs> there was a term for his. So him, he used to have, like, these weird fits of rage that legit actually used to manifest as, like, a period of white hot rage followed by forgetting that you had this white like it was crazy mm. like but i don't think he actually forgot i just think it was a way to scare me like now it reached a point where i remember a day he he punched a mirror and he's bleeding and then like just like that like the anger has now turned off and turned into like like babe look like babe i'm cut and you know like in in even if it's unsaid you always imagine that the innate message there is look what i can do so i started to notice like that it started shifting in my mind. I still could not call it abuse because mm. I didn't know that's what it is. I didn't yeah. know that I was being emotionally abused. I didn't know that being talked to and put down all the time and being gaslighted yeah. and being confused and, and weird things and being threatened with threats that are not directed towards you yeah. and then being... And he was textbook showered with gifts after yeah. because that's how, you know, like, yeah. and, and it doesn't hit you what, what that's doing to your psyche. Mm. And that, and now I f you find yourself not talking to your friends anymore because you know that they'll know, you know, not, not wanting to invite him places, but now because you don't want to invite him there because you don't know what he's going to do there, like at my friend's house, I also then don't go. Mm. You're slowly like pulling yourself yeah. away. Generally, people who have heard these stories of um, mental and emotional abuse always believe that like it's a person sitting on a throne with a stick saying you will not go there it's and not. it's supposed to be, and everyone always imagines it's so black and white yeah. and I'm saying that because I thought it was just mm. black and white I'm like it's not him who has told me not to yeah. go I have chosen 
not to go yeah. because I don't want him to be uncomfortable in this setup. But it's, it's him. absolutely him. Yeah. <laughs> not to go. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that I you've worked on me so well. Like yeah. I've been so well groomed that I couldn't even figure it out. So close to the end of this relationship, the only friends I have are his friends. Those are now all the friends you have. I saw myself changing. I couldn't pinpoint i couldn't finger it i couldn't get my i head into like what it truly is yeah until i was out of it right yeah. this is now where i mean once the lie of the letter thing really shifted obviously but then you are legit a proper liar um now the the day that now i was like whoa <laughs> well i need to get out of here <laughs> um was a day we had oh my goodness i'll never forget this night so we were at um at his house just like drinking, I was going to go home that night for sure. Like, I, it's just, and he lived so close to me, but it was just like dinner time. You know how you finish work and you're like, ah, let me go see my boyfriend. So yeah. we went to hang out, and it was a Friday night. At that time, I was living in Langata. Mm-hmm. Just mention that for the for the, those who will know the area. <laughs> so I was living in Langata at that time. And when you go down the highway, there's a chicken inn, like right, oh, okay. right there, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we were driving from like a little higher up um in Nangata down to the chicken inn. So we wanted to get um food obviously but we also wanted to buy like a bottle of something to drink, right? Because yeah. we had finished everything that was in the house. So to be fair, I understand that there was liquor in his system. Sour. Yeah. Sour. So we're driving down the road and I start to tell him um about how it was a weird thing. I thought it was like a weird thing I had and I thought it was funny. So I'm yeah. like, let me just share this weird funny thing that I that I do. I'm like, every time I go to, to um, visit someone's house, yeah. I need to line the toilet. I know it's such a random yeah. thing. But I need to like use tissue paper to line the toilet. I'm like, you know how I knew that I loved you? You in your bathroom. I've never done that. Yeah. That's all I said. Yo. So it became now this whole thing <laughs> about how I think his friends are dirty. I think that he's dirty by extension with his, because his friends are what? Who do I think I am to separate myself with tissue from? I what? <laughs> what conversation is this? What conversation is this? So he started like to work himself up, yeah. which he do sometimes. Like in 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 like his when he starts to get angry, he gets angrier without any coaxing from <laughs> yeah. anybody. Like You're just that. working yourself up. So he tried to work himself up, and all of a sudden, this became and this is a legit a conversation. Oh my god! I'm even wow, <laughs> this guy. <laughs> so wow. So I was sitting in the car and I'm like, hey, okay. I'm like, just babe. Okay. Listen, first of all, this was a funny thing. Also, I'm trying to tell you that you, you're so special. Even what are we talking about? This is such a silly thing. Let's just leave it. Hey, actually, then he goes, in fact, let me tell you what I was. Hey, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Now at the time, (laughs) at the time I used to have very many issues with my weight. So I had started to go like on this, um, nutritional thing where I was like, if I, if I try to, like I said, I've tried everything, right? (laughs) So part of that nutritional thing, because I was eating like a limited low calorie diet was that I was given vitamins, normal centrum as in normal vitamins to take every day, multivitamins. But of course I didn't want to ever black out. So I was almost like uh, religious about this thing yeah. i've been told i can't black out and i don't want to black out and i wasn't starving it's just yeah. that like once you've been told that this is the way to do it and and just do it right yeah. and i was feeling really bad about myself at the time which i guess contributes to this relationship but i was feeling really bad about yeah. myself so i was very like militant about like doing it right and yeah. eating the right things and whatever and then he goes in fact uh, my friend for, for now let's call his friend dave right <laughs> for the sake of this story He's like, in fact, Dave told me that those things you take every day are probably ARVs. <gasps> and I'm like, <laughs> first of all, there's a whole packet. It's written. <laughs> it's written. Multivitamin. First of all, it's written on the packet. Secondly, I'm like, I 
Uh-uh. So I'm like, I me, I'm sick today. <laughs> I'm like, today there's something wrong with you. You know, I'm like, I. So I told him, I'm like, listen, this is what, and this is the best decision I ever made in my life. At that point, yeah. such things I was so used to hearing that that's not a reason mm. even to leave. That's not even a reason to fight. That's a reason to be quiet because he's angry. But you're telling me that for three months, whatever, of our relationship, you've been toying with the idea <laughs> that I'm HIV positive. It's being fortified by your friend Dave, and the fact that. At that time, I was choosing to be celibate. I'm like, I... Okay, anyway. So, I'm like sitting in the car. <laughs> I'm like, by the this guy. <laughs> Let's go back to the car. So, I'm like, this guy. I don't know what's going on, but like, he's mad. He's so mad. Let me just keep quiet. But I told him, I'm like, you know, you're talking to me. Like, you, like I'm not the same person that you're going to like want to love tomorrow. Yeah. So, what I'm going to do, because I think sometimes you don't understand what you say, I'm going to record you. I said it out loud. I'm going to record you. And I got my phone, and I put my phone recorder on. And I put my phone on the dashboard. No secret, nothing. Yeah. I'm like, I will record you. He like, go the fuck ahead. I don't care. And he's yelling... By that time now, he's reached phew, peak, <laughs> peak position of anger. Ah, yeah. so, <laughs> so it has moved on to how I'm, I'm a horrible girlfriend. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm HIV positive and I'm pretending that I'm not. I'm, I'm I, what else? I'm probably if I'm not sleeping with him, who am I sleeping with? Uh, it becomes like, uh, please, no, lining a toilet. It's just, <laughs> that's where we started. And I always do this and I always make him mad. Right? I always find a way to make him mad. Like, what's wrong with you, Maureen? You always find a way to make me mad. Mm. I'm like, okay, I'm going to die here. <laughs> I think, I think I'm going to die. So we get to this chicken inn. We're on the way. <laughs> we get to the chicken inn. And he's super calm because he now has to enter the, the shop, right? He has to enter the shop. This time I'm crying. The, there's running everywhere. It's yeah. not tears. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is running down my face. And I'm like, for a second, like I remove myself for a second from, from this thing. And I'm like, what is this? What is this? But still, to me, it's not abuse. It's a fight. Please note my house is like 200 meters away. I could have gone home. <laughs> I didn't go home. <laughs> so I sit um, and then he comes back. He drives and goes round to go back up the highway. Mm-hmm. And then now up the highway, it starts again, right? And it starts again and he's yelling and he's yelling. And then now he starts to like hit the steering wheel, hit the, what's this thing called? The, the uh, handbrake, yes. hit, you know, and then again, it's one of those things of hitting everything but you. And he's mad. I'm like, what are you mad at? Like, yeah. what, is the, what, is, what is going on? And we get to his house. And now by the time we get to his house, well, to the outside of his house. And by the time we get, cause now I didn't want to go in. I'm like, I don't want to enter this house, but also my handbag is in the house <laughs> along with my car keys. And like, the only thing I'd carried was my phone. And it's cause it was the one that was playing music off of the, so I'm like, oh yeah, now I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. And we get into the parking lot and he doesn't get out of the car and he, and I'm still in the car and the doors are locked. I could have very easily opened them and I, I could have, yeah. but still to me, we are in a fight. When you're in a fight, you're supposed to do, again, some toxic learnings of childhood is keep your information and your family things and your mm. relationship things to yourself. Mm. So I'm like, no, 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 we don't want people to hear. So if I open the door and like create a scene and start like running around and oh, I'm scared. Mm. Then it becomes a whole domestic abuse issue. As if they could not hear him at the top of his voice (laughs) yelling, you know. So so he's yelling and we're very close to each other. Like you're in a car and he's yelling and he's yelling and he says something along the lines like, you're so lucky that these guards are here. (gasps) Something like that. You're so, so lucky that the guards are here. Like you don't even know like what, you don't even know what you, you now as Maureen are making me (laughs) like want to do to you, right? So you're so lucky. You're so lucky. <laughs> this is quickly shifting from yeah. from whatever it was to now what I my biggest fear about relationships mm. was that one day I'd be beaten and I'd never ever 
to this honestly been in a relationship in my life where I even felt that fear. I'd never been in a relationship where for real I'm like I'm actually afraid that this person might like do something to me, you know. And he's saying it. He's saying why it not for the guards right outside the car. And I always do this to him and I always do it. And and he leaves the car and he closes the door and he walks into his house and he locks the door. And now I'm in a car <laughs> by myself crying my again obviously, crying my eyes out, unable to so Mimi, who you walk up to the door yeah. and you ring the bell because at the very least I need my stuff, right? Yeah. I'm like, all I just want to do is go home. So I'm like, if I just manage to get into the house and just tell him, like, look, just give me my bag and stuff and let me go, yeah. then hopefully it'll be okay. And I ring the doorbell and he doesn't come. And I ring and he doesn't come. And I ring and it took maybe 15, 20 minutes for him to open. Please note, I can hear him watching TV in the <gasps> living room. He's there. And I go, okay. Finally, he opens the door and I'm like, listen, all I want, like, honestly... Please, I just want to get my bag. As in, it's fine. You, you can uh, whatever. And he gives me my bag. Thank God. <laughs> so yeah. he gives me my bag, and I go home. And of course, you go home and you go straight to your room because like now you look like a yeah. hot mess, and you don't want your parents to know. Yeah. And I was living at home at the time. Yeah. I'm like now I need to like escape my family members. Yeah. Luckily, it was really late at night, so they, I, they wouldn't even have seen. But if I like were to wake one of them up, it would have been a mess. Yeah. So I get home. And I and I listen to the record and I'm like that is this the saving grace of this whole thing yeah. was that I recorded this guy and I listen to the recording and I just hear I hear it for what it is now and I'm like oh my god I'm going to die in this relationship <laughs> like I'm going to actually die if I if I remain here I truly believe in my heart to die in this relationship and and the next day. <laughs> at about like eleven thirty oh just a side note side note so about like five days before that. I kept feeling this. I was, because, you know, by this time, I've seen many, many signs and I don't know what it is. Yeah. And, and I'm just, I keep thinking he's just a bad guy or I just don't understand him or I don't know what it is. And I'd gone to this concert, but it was like a praise and worship Christian concert, yeah. which I, I don't normally go to, but it was an album launch of like friends of friends. So I'm like, yeah. it's okay, I'll go. Like, let me just go and hear it, yeah. you know? And it was great. It was like Hillsong and be- it was yeah. beautiful, right? Let me just shout out. So, Anyone who's listening, go onto YouTube and look for Highest Praise Band. So that was the concert that I was at. They were launching their first album. And, and I felt very, there's a song that they sang that I started to feel like a lot of emotion spiritually. I, I started to feel a lot of spiritual movement, which normally doesn't happen to me. I was raised Catholic, as we don't feel those things. As we just go to church, there are none of those like movement, you know, yeah. and I always thought those things were fake. Yeah. But I didn't feel it like to the extent where my body is like moving and shifting. But I started to feel like God was very close to me at that moment. So I decided to say a prayer. And I was like, God, for real, like the one thing that is bothering me right now in life is figuring this relationship yeah. out. And if he's not supposed to be for me, please show me. As, a, as the song played, I started to see what my future would be with physical abuse that was to come. Every time I say these things, I feel so churchy and I'm not yeah. generally a so churchy person. But I was like, me, I, me, I, this happened to me. <laughs> so four or five days later, this now happened. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, okay, I prayed, I asked. And, and like it yeah. wasn't it's here. Yeah. It's like here it is. I'm just being shown by that this is not the relationship for you at all. You're going to be hurt. And and uh, every time and of course I didn't sleep at mm. all because I was listening through to that recording that was maybe like an hour long, yeah. you know. And I'm listening through to it. I can hear myself like whimpering and yeah. begging, and I'm like, really? Yeah. Like I'm whimpering. Like uh, you know, I'm like, this is crazy. The next day, yeah, at about eleven AM. I get now. This is what gaslighting is. Eh? I just know we broke up. We broke up. But <laughs> but, eleven a.m. I get a text, and he's like, "Hey, babe, I think we need to talk." I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think we do." And he goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," because I don't know why you were so mad last night. <gasps> and I'm like, "What the? 
like, what? What are you saying? And I was like, thank heavens for this recording. I'm like, listen, you just listen to this thing. And then I can't even talk to you today. Like, let me just yeah. be honest. I can't talk to you today. So today is Saturday. It was a Friday night that yeah. that was happening. So today is Saturday. Kindly, just give me a Sunday, Monday. Let's meet on Tuesday. Just listen to the recording. You don't even have to reply. Nothing. Yeah. Just listen to it. Because me now, me, I think we have a proper communication <laughs> issue. Let's call this a communication <laughs> issue. Um, then the, he writes a message later, like a, a few hours later. He's like, yeah, so it's it's fine. Let's meet on Tuesday. No, nothing about the recording. Nothing about anything. Nothing about anything. And he says, let's meet on Tuesday. So we plan it. And we are going to meet. I was like, it must be in a restaurant. I'm not coming to your house. Because if this is the one for when there's tissue paper on the toilet, the one for the breakup <laughs> is going to, I'm, I'm going to get a hat. I'm like, I can't. So we meet in a restaurant. I'm like, let's just meet in a restaurant. And, and we can like have a conversation. Yeah. By that time now, I had finally brought my sister in. Because I'm like, by the way, something is really wrong. And I explained to her, I'm like, I really think, I, I've not even told her half of the things that are on this yeah. thing. But I was like, I, I I think I'm going to die. I think he's going to kill me. And my sister is like, do you know what gaslighting is? And that's the day she taught me what gaslighting ah. was. And and I started now to read and understand. Yeah. Within the three days, thank God I asked for those three days because those three days were just spent with me online ah. learning about what emotional abuse is, learning about like yeah. red flags and how it's growing and how it becomes worse and how you're groomed and how by the time you get to the place where you're actually hit. Because, you know, it's so easy for people to ask, like, why didn't she leave? But not understanding. By the time I was hit, the things that have happened to my brain to be able to have that confidence you've really worked on that person for a while so it now hits me like oh you're telling me this whole time this is crazy this whole time i've just been groomed to be a domestic abuse victim i mean obviously not his intention he didn't go let me date her so that i can beat her that's where it was because of who he is and how his mentality is and how he views women and relationships that was okay and that's where we were going so I spent that three days like fully research, immersing myself into understanding these things. Yeah. Um, and not even from like a story, emotional perspective, from a psychological, like reading, studying the medical part of it, like understanding what it is. By that Tuesday, I was like completely set in my mind, like for sure. Th- this cannot end well for me. So we go to the restaurant and we sit at the restaurant. He's like, listen, I listened to the recording. Um, and what I heard is a man who is so hurt that he has been denied the opportunity to express himself properly, that he exploded. So apparently by saying, like, why are you yelling and why are you raising your voice, I stifled his ability to communicate with me the way he knew how. Therefore, he blew up one day. One-time thing that will never happen again. I'm like, under what circum? If you can't even remember, if you're telling me, you don't even remember half of those things. There are two things. One, you are you are drunk, yeah. which then is a drinking problem that we must deal with. Mm-hmm. Or two, you are abusive, yeah. which is a whole other problem that yeah. we need to deal with. Or you have like these really crazy serious mental issues. All three of those things need professional assistance. But him, he's like him, he's hurt. And and, and that's the reason, that's the only reason. It had nothing to do. And of course, it'll never happen again. So I was like, okay, listen, then this is a twofold thing. You are, you feel that I am abusing you by not allowing you to to communicate yeah. so i'm i'm stifling you and i am afraid of you mm. so both ways <laughs> it's, it's not, not going yet. to work so let's just like let it go and call it a day and he spent like the whole time saying no 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 it's going to work and he's going to see this and this psychiatrist and and he's a psychologist and he's going to talk to so and so and he's already made phone calls in the ah. in the 3 days 
three days. I bet he wrote them letters also. In the three days, he's he's made phone calls to who and who and whatever, and he's going to fix it and whatever. So all he needs is a, is another chance. And I'm like, by the I'm like, I legit cannot give this to you. Like yeah. I'm I cannot do this. No sooner had I now said like fully, fully, he's like for real. This is what you want to do. Like you want to break up. I'm like, yeah, I th- like for yeah. real. I have to. His face sort of like, like his eyes sort of changed from like puppy begging to like just indifference yeah and he says okay then just come and get all your shit from the car so i'm like hold on one second you're telling me you have come to what you hope is a reconciliation lunch with (laughs) pre-packed clothes should she refuse (laughs) to stay with you it was then it hit me how how crazy it is that if i had not broken up with him he'd have just taken the bag removed things and put them on a hanger and and put put them them back back. in the house as if it never happened i'm like yeah in fact this is even better because now i don't have to come to your house in the future to get these things so just give me even you cg your charger is in my car like just take it (laughs) let's go let's go i'm fine i'm fine and the distance between my house and where we were was like two kilometers, three kilometers, at five minute drive at max. By the time I get home, see now we've broken up. By the time I get home, I have like 15 text messages and they were really like really loving. Like, no, I can't believe that you're doing this. And like some song dedication, some song on YouTube and whatever. And I didn't reply, obviously, because my sister is like zero communication. Immediately after that, like not even 45 minutes after He's like, you bitch, you think that I'm going to, you know, up and down, up and down. And then, yeah, that, 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 that was the end of that. I met him like once or twice after and like, he'll just be like really sweet and really nice and, and whatever. And yeah, he's okay. He's married now. Catch our next African stories in the next episode. That story was like a movie. It really just was like a movie. It's just so hectic. My God. I think one of the things that stood out for me, the conditioning that happens, I think they call it grooming, but before abuse escalates to physical, there's so many things that you're just like, you explain away. And that's so scary. My God. Yo, you can let me know what you think about the story in the comment section, or you can hit me up on WhatsApp. This podcast has a hotline number. Yes. Uh, what's up hotline number plus two five four seven six eight six two eight seven nine zero thank you so much for being part of the legally clueless tribe by the way you can join the fam on instagram that's at legally clueless podcast and that's it for this episode of legally clueless you can share this podcast with your friends you can keep it for yourself i'm not judging just make sure you're here next week for the next episode